0: Hey everyone, superfan Giovanni here, welcome to Classic Loveline, episode 536 from October 19th, 1997, a Sunday night show, no guest tonight. Just the love between the two hosts, as per usual, the no-guest nights. Adam opens the show, plugging tomorrow night's guest, Rick James, making his only known appearance, and we have that show in full. And he talks about producer Anne letting them know about cameras and production crews and other important details of things going on at Loveline, and how he and Drew never seem to bother to dress up, shave, nor take account of her heads up, even though they probably should. Kind of commenting on their own lackluster interest in doing anything for the show besides showing up for the show. A fan, listener, looking to get into engineering drops off a pie. So there's some eating into the microphone on this episode, if you can't handle that. And Adam seems to tell the Jimmy Kimmel coffee can fart story for the very first time. It's a great telling, full of uh, genuine laughter. There is a fan tape of this episode recorded by JBJ. It was in full, and I transferred it back uh, 2008, around Christmas, that uh, late that December. On that file, the levels are a bit too hot and all over the place. On this one, they're more steady, so we're using the official studio tape. So this is the second known full copy of this show in high quality. As per usual, this is recorded in 1997. Some of the medical information may be out of date. Please consult your own physician or contact Dr. Drew and Mike Cathwood on Current Day Loveline. 1 800 LOVE 191. Listener discretion is advised. You can follow us on Twitter at Podcast One, on Facebook, Podcast One there as well, and PodcastOne.com, home of all of your podcasts. Mahalo and get on.
1: The following program is a Podcast PodcastOne.com
2: production. <laughs> One, two. Three, two. Welcome to Love Line, with Adam Carolla and Dr. Drew. Would you sleep with sick women? I may be pregnant, but I'm still a man. Spank the unruly ones. It's indecent, it's vulgar, it's blasphemous.
1: I'm going to write you that you can't stand up.
3: Come on, come on, let's go down. All right,
4: all right, keep your shirt on. Loveline's meant for an adult audience. Loveline may contain sexually oriented content.
3: Listener discretion is advised. Here's Loveline with Dr. Drew and Adam Carolla. Yes! Phone number 1-800-LOVE-191, fax number 310 854 Adam Perola, Dr. Drew. Dr. Drew is a board-certified physician and addiction medicine specialist. Is that loud? No. The music in the background is not loud in oh, No. No. I think your head's exploding. Is that what it is? Yeah. All right. Uh, tonight, no guests. Tomorrow night, Rick James will be in here. Rick, uh, Rick had himself uh, a few hits there in the uh, early 80s and then uh, rick self-destructed a little bit i think he got into the drugs and did a little prison and uh, maybe even a little white slavery going on mm, we'll find out uh but he's back and he's uh, repented and he's paid his debt to society and um i think he's a new man so uh, we'll find out what his rap is tomorrow night also the uh, vh1 guys will be in here doing a documentary we, we, uh, we got to remember to shave and like wear the right shirts. <laughs> we never. I, I, I came in time thinking, "What oh, was that tonight?" There's something wrong with me, Drew. I know. Every single time Ann tells us, uh, "Don't forget tomorrow night the uh, guys from so and so be out here. You got to get here early and uh, wear a decent shirt." Um, no, we've never done it. I will actually show up uh, two minutes before the show with the smear. <laughs> I took two words there. Feces uh, smeared on my chest. I mean, I always wear. Well, actually. Smeesies. Smeesies.
5: <laughs> you know what's really weird is that, Adam, you usually always show up early, except for the nights when I have something planned. Right. You managed to walk in five minutes before
2: the show starts. You know,
6: this must really mean that we hate Anne. That's all it can mean. It's got to no, be, it's gotta be that.
3: It's some sort of um, <laughs> subliminal thing yeah. that's going on. It's both of us. And I'm, I don't do that in relation to anything. Right. I mean, I'm obsessive Whatever. about stuff. You know what it is? I'm usually, usually disheveled. Oh yeah, and I don't really notice it until a film crew's around.
6: It is, it is sort of a like an obstinance. Like we, we value being able to come in here in a
3: disheveled state. Yeah, and nobody's gonna mess with that. Uh, the whole yeah. that yeah. was the whole allure of radio yeah, was it's the dishevelment. It's,
6: it's passive aggressive. Come on.
3: Besides, I have a long lineage of disheveled jobs. Uh, carpet cleaning, you had to be disheveled to clean carpets. Yeah. Um Construction, you didn't go there wearing a pair of uh, slacks yeah. and. Uh, Press shirt. You wore uh, you wore one of those making bacon shirts where the uh, two pigs were going at it. Yeah. So um, anyway, tomorrow night uh, we'll do that with Rick James, and then um, Bobcat is going to be in here on Tuesday night with the Aquabats. The Aquabats, if you haven't heard of them, are this. Uh, they're really I would I would call them the modern uh, day equivalent to the monkeys. No. Really? Well, in the sense that there hasn't been a band in a while that's dressed alike and kind of done their thing i mean it's been they're more like cartoon characters i guess the monkey's kind of were that one. oh please Drew! Wait, find me a better band to compare them to i'll think <laughs> Josie <laughs> and the pussycats yeah but that wasn't even a oh please and there's no chicks in the Aquabats either All so right. you're way off there uh charles fleischer will come in here the voice of roger rabbit he'll be in here for the adam Carolla Com- comedy challenge uh, and then Tom Silver, hypnotist, will be in here. And did you get any letters for that, by the way? Not yet. Really? Oh, boy. Mm. But Jenica
5: is coming with a couple girlfriends. Oh, right? really? So oh we at least have a safety net there.
3: She goes under that's a can of worms there because uh, she's, uh, she's got some stuff in her. Jenica Berger. 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 Okay. Anyway, from uh, Men Behaving Badly, right. which you should have seen at night at some point. I was watching King of the Hill. Anyway, uh, that'll be going on later on this week. Uh, A- uh, Drew, you'll be glad to know that Ann woke me up Saturday morning to alert me that the cartoon that you always reference... Was on. I saw it. Yes, on, on Channel 7, right? Uh, ABC, yep. yes.
6: I made
5: him turn it on. Did you <laughs> watch it? it?
3: Yeah. I was mildly insulted that Ann thought I didn't know that Aww. reference.
6: But you, the point you is, know, it,
3: Drew, I know the reference. But the
6: point is, it's not an ancient reference. It's on every Saturday.
3: Listen. And the Cartoon Network plays it even more. Never underestimate the stupidity of people in terms of recall yeah. or events. Yeah, you're right. Drew and I were in a room with a 1,000 people in it last uh, Tuesday or Wednesday, and I said... It's like um, what happened with Patty Hearst, oh. and they all just stared at me, and I said, does anyone know who Patty Hearst is? I think two hands went up. I didn't even see a hand go up. Yeah. And that was that was shocking. Isn't that amazing? Now, uh, I may have been 10 years older than everybody else in that place, but... Uh, uh, listen, I know who uh, Martin Luther King was, and I know Napoleon was, and not that uh, Paddy Hearst was uh, was was Gandhi or anything. But what I'm saying is, is he, still you. Ha- that's this is why they they write history books, right, don't they? Right, or at right. least uh, this is what A and E's for. <laughs> for Christ's sake. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, Drew makes this reference whenever we do interviews to this um, Warner Brothers cartoon about the coyote. Not the coyote and the roadrunner, but the same basic, uh, it's the same coyote coyote. and the sheepdog who go to work each day. They punch in, and the coyote tries to steal the sheep, and the sheepdog basically clobbers him from 9 to 5. And then they say, uh, see you tomorrow, Sam. Good night, Ralph. And they clock out, and they go their separate ways. And that's, you're in my relationship. Right. Now, every time Drew uses that as an example, he just gets people, uh, I see pinwheels in their (laughs) eyes. So I'm telling Drew, not that it's a bad reference, it's a good reference, but if nobody gets it, it's going to become a bad...
6: I, I'm insisting on cramming it down everybody's throat. You
3: I'm, really I'm do. do oh, yeah. Because uh, Drew's come up with one good analogy in the last uh, five years, and, uh, and yeah. uh, uh, damn it if he's not going to yeah. let it go. We have to get everybody to watch the cartoon. <laughs> if they've not I remember when he started in on that in Keenan? <laughs> oh. <laughs> I cut that off. He started that one in front of the Keen- Keenan audience. I, I jumped right in. I said, this uh, audience is uh, 15 and stoned, please. All right. But uh, it was on TV, and we all saw it. There you go. All right. And you never seen it before Ed?
5: Oh no, I had. Okay. I liked it. All I right. just wanted to share it with Adam all all right. on that at nine thirty on. Friday oh, he morning. must love that.
3: Oh no, I'm very well aware of those uh, episodes. All all right. Right. Brian. Yes. You're 24.
4: First, I want to say you guys are great. Thank you. Fantastic show. Thanks. Uh, my basic question is: um, for last three years, or even longer, even since I've been able to get into these bars. I haven't been able to stay away from strip bars. I think you can maybe relate a little bit, Adam. Yeah, but um,
6: what does not stay away mean? How often?
4: Meaning every paycheck, uh, every two weeks, essentially. Well, and
6: w- I, it, w- one visit every two weeks.
4: Yeah, but the thing is, the visits are basically the whole paycheck. I just can't.
3: You can't continue. I can't even
4: seem to stop myself. Right, you doing the lamp so, dancing? Uh, yeah. Lab dancing, the drinking—I just up in the whole, I just get caught up in the whole bit.
6: Okay, is there alcoholism in your family?
4: Uh, yeah, yeah, extensive.
6: Yeah, so this is this is really alcoholic behavior. Do you understand that?
4: Well, the the only thing with that is that is the only time that I drink.
6: No, I'm not saying so much that it's wrapped up in the use of alcohol, but okay. the the compulsive pursuit of reward. Uh, In a way that continues or even progresses in the face of consequence, that is to say in your case, financial consequence, that is a true addictive behavior. And to the extent that you have the family history of alcoholism, about 80-85% of all addictions are underpinned by a biology
3: that our society would call alcoholism. Doing so. this show has ruined the whole strip bar scene for me, by the way. How's it? You're afraid you're going to become addicted? Or? No, I'm trying to enjoy myself watching a semi nude woman uh, oh, gyrate on she, stage, okay. and I hear Drew's uh, voice in the background, uh, s- uh, subject of abuse, right. uh, she verbal, would be, physical. She would have been, yeah. Um, it's a human uh, probably being, Probably alcoholism in the yeah. family. Yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, not to mention, the uh, bizarre medical stuff going on in the vagina that uh, I'm now aware of that I didn't know of before. So it- it's all been ruined to me. It's, oh, it's really. I'm proud of that. Drew does for sex um, what a uh, nasty magician does when you're watching somebody perform and sits next to you and says, uh, he's got two decks and um, uh, they're all spades. They're all aces. All the... And you're just completely ruined now. You know how everything works.
4: Well, yeah, and coupled with it actually is not alcoholism, but I am... I believe, of course, to be addicted to pot. I've been, right. I smoke right. every day. I All have right,
6: been. so so here's here's a good way to get at this, is to go to MA, marijuana, if you're ready. Uh, if you if you have to suffer some more consequences, believe me, you will. But any of the 12-step recovery approaches you take will require abstinence from the alcohol and the pot and the bars.
7: Well, I, well,
4: I did quit. I quit for like four months. Uh, I mean, Brian, and During that four months, Brian, I couldn't stay away.
6: Brian, if you don't replace the addictive substance or behavior with an emotional process like the 12-step process you can't your your brain can't handle being without it it has no other way of coping so oh. it's unrealistic to think that you could just stop
3: and stay stopped it doesn't work like that hey hey are you high when you're getting the lap dances
4: um sometimes really yeah it depends on uh just the uh, if payday if my if my check is late enough that I don't have enough time to go straight to the bar.
6: Well, I mean, you can go to SA, you can go to AA, you can go to MA, and any of these, whether you start with the sex issue or the marijuana issue, I think the more pertinent issue is to go with the substance, and they will uh, point out to you, and you'll begin become to understand how the sexual compulsions serve the same purpose for you and what other ways you can now use in terms of your interpersonal connections as overcoming whatever issues are motivating the behaviors.
3: I don't think I could enjoy a lamp dance if I was high. How come? I'd be weird. Like every guy who walked into the club, I think was uh, like my seventh grade gym <laughs> coach, or uh, you know, one of my dad's work buddies or something. I- I'd I- my head would be on a swivel. I'd get weird because I I think if I focused in on whoever's giving me the lamp dance, when I turned my head and looked around, I'd be surrounded by um, y- you know nuns or something. Or yeah, yeah. Or SS right. officers, right? <laughs> well, no, I don't have quite that vivid imagination, John.
7: Hey, what's up, guys?
3: Hey, you're sixteen. What's going on?
1: Hey, uh, Drew, I gotta say, I have a lot of respect for you. I think what you're doing is great. Thanks, John. Hey, I uh, love you,
3: Adam. Best. Loving you, John. What's going on, pal? Um,
1: well, lately, uh, I've been I've been
3: piercing my friends' belly buttons with a safety pin, and I uh, oh, how how thoughtful. What? Or, yeah, while they're asleep? No, while they're awake. Oh, okay.
1: Like As a favor or whatever. And I was just wondering, like, what's the worst that could happen?
3: Adam, what do you think I'm going to say? You could lose your medical license. I don't know what state you're in, John. (laughs) Uh, What's the worst, uh, uh, what's Drew going to say? Well, belly button? Yeah. I don't know. Drew, what are you going to say? Infection? Infection and death. Oh, okay. Well, death is always... um, it's not even really a wor- worst-case scenario. But it's the point is people don't realize that
6: the things that can happen can be that severe. And it wouldn't be a, a, a reach if somebody were to get an infection there, it begins spreading, and a kid, you know, not wanting to tell their parents that they had done this thing, let it go, and, boy, this thing can be devastating. Absolutely devastating. Uh, how
3: many times can one have their navel pierced? Oh, multiple many, many friends. friends. Oh, multiple friends. Oh, I thought it yeah. was multiple times on the same front. No. I see. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, John, don't do
6: this. You are, you are messing with people's health. <sighs> uh, why I, why do you do it? Well, I don't know. They just asked me. How he figured I, out how to do it. Yeah,
3: there's always one of those guys who uh, who does that stuff. There's always the guy who um, the guy who takes the eraser and does that weird scar tissue tattoo thing on people. What that? You know what I'm talking about. I have no idea what you're talking like about. Like the, the uh, black fraternities. I thought that was with, like... A knife? Or something. Well, when you're a pussy like I am, you do it with an eraser. You can do it with an eraser. You can do it long enough. Oh, God. Okay. All right, John, knock it off. Uh-huh. You're going to... Um, they're going to sue you eventually.
7: Can they sue me for that?
3: Um, I, I'm, I'm sure in today's society you can be sued for just about anything. Yeah, or maybe his parents could be. I would say... Um, That if somebody was poking a spear through a a part of another person and something went awry, that that person could be held responsible to some degree. Criminally,
6: but uh, he has no financial. He has nothing they can go after financially. He's 16.
3: I don't know. uh, Can you go after one's uh, family? No, what about their family? I think in some states you can. And what if your kid goes out and says, uh, I'm going to pierce this other guy's tongue, and they get high, and he does it, and he he pokes that... uh, artery you're always talking about, and the kid said uh, dies or something. You think the family could sue the others? Well, here's what it meant. Uh, if <laughs> I would hope so. I if the guy's try. family had money, well, you'd sue, wouldn't you? No. Okay. I'm not oriented that way. Good. Good answer. Cindy? Yes? You're 34. Drew, have you ever sued anybody? Never. No. Me neither. I, I would have. I w- I don't know if I'd go to bed at night if I did that. I don't trust people. They, you know, uh, to me, have you ever called 911? No. No.
6: Oh, I mean, what? Uh, once I did. Really? One of the kids had a thing happen, and I canceled it after about a minute. Oh, but you canceled yeah. it?
3: Yeah. Yeah, because I think you you should be able to sue one person in your lifetime, and you should get one 911 call every five years. Yeah. That's it. Other than that, uh, you're on your own. All right, Cindy. Hi. Hey.
5: i uh, a uh, long-time listener of you guys. I listen, I've listened to you for a long time, and I watch you on MTV. Um, I was calling because I was in an eight-year relationship. I brought up the question of commitment, and he left.
6: Wow. <laughs> but now, how did tell me how it came up, and what you know about marriage? You brought up marriage.
5: Yes, I did. And how did you bring it up? Well, I brought it up, asking him that. Maybe he should think about what he wants in life, if it's me or if it's something else.
6: So you didn't say, uh, look, I can't stand it anymore, either we get married or that's it. No, I didn't. You Um, just started approaching it, and it freaked him out so badly that even the topic, even the discussion freaked him out.
5: Right. I got really nervous because he goes to school because he he wants to be a pharmacist, and his study partner is a female, and he was telling me he would be home at midnight, and he was coming in at 3.30. And I was getting a little insecure, so I thought, well, maybe I should bring up the subject of, you know, what do you want in life? The, you know.
3: Yeah. And so yeah, he so he dumped you based on this.
5: Uh, he said that he needed time to think, and he said that I was overreacting.
3: Time. Uh, I'll, well, I'll do the math here. Uh, how old was he when he said that?
5: He's 28.
3: He was uh, 28, and uh, what is the average life expectancy of a man? Uh, 70 something. Seventy-seven. Seventy-seven. We'll call it seventy-eight. So you need about fifty years. Yeah, the thing. The thing.
6: Now you're so you're a little older than he is. Huh? You're a little older than he is. Yes, I am. Okay, you're thirty-four, and had you been discussing this at any time in the past?
5: Um, it came up, but I kind of stayed away from the
2: subject.
6: Let me let me just, uh, in his defense, I mean, in prof- guys in professional school put everything on hold. It's like they have no life very often for several years. Right. And so if they intend to go out and date and stuff, that's something that you may wish him to get out of his system before you go on with anything like, right.
3: like a marriage. Nah, I think Cindy needs a nice divorced guy in his early 40s. You <laughs> know what I'm saying? Yeah.
5: yeah. Well, I, I really care about him. I, I love him a lot. And I, I well,
6: it may it may work out. I mean, uh, he may need
3: to just be alone for a while. And that's something you're going well, to have to Well, how long's it be, been? In the meantime, all your life.
5: It's been like uh, 13 days today.
3: Oh, 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 counting the days. Oh. Couldn't even round up to two weeks. You're going to have to give him at least six months. Oh, at boy. Least. At least. Oh, boy. Are you guys talking over the phone?
5: Well, he hasn't called me, no. he. We did go out to dinner last night. Mm. We had dinner, and... I tried to stay away from this subject because mm-hmm. somebody had told me to give him space. and. Give well, him look,
6: hey, it, uh, it's Cindy. It's not unreasonable for you to bring the subject up. You've been with the guy eight years. You're 34. I mean, it's, of course you would be bringing that up right now. Mm-hmm. But he needs to make his mind up of what his, he needs to do and wants to do, and you need to
3: accept that, mm-hmm. and you need to get on with your life. Did you guys have sex last night?
5: No, we didn't. He didn't even come to my house. He asked me to meet him at the restaurant. You
3: should, no. you should stay away for like six months. Asked to meet at the restaurant, like uh, some sort of hostage negotiation. <laughs> He was up to something. Wasn't he? Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't see it in the future, Cindy. You don't. No, start looking around for that. Um, yeah, get on with your life. If he comes back, yeah. right. If not, also great. Right.
5: <laughs> so if he comes back, he comes back. Right.
3: Yeah. yeah. You really, you really have to. Actually, you have to really approach everything in life that way. Yeah. I mean, job interviews, uh, relationships, whatever the hell's going on. Unfortunately, you just have to sort of. Um, Put everything under the category of uh, if it happens, great. But I'll just move on until it until it actually happens. Uh, Chantal. 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 (laughs) Yeah. Depends what part of the country you're in. Okay, you're 17. Yeah. What's going on? I have
8: a question. Um, Can herpes cause you to not have a period?
6: Um, the initial outbreak or the subsequent recurrence?
8: Subsequent? Yeah,
6: I mean, almost anything can make you not have your period, really? frankly. I mean, why herpes? Well, I mean, any stress can uh, do it. I mean, an infection, an outbreak is a source of, of, stru- of physiologic stress of one sort. It's mild, well, g- it's not
3: typically associated with it, but I can imagine that it might. The guy who gave you herpes can cause you to miss a period, too. <laughs> when you're pregnant with his child, right? Well, Thank you, Drew. Right. Look at us. <laughs> you actually finished a thought. I actually set it up, and you uh, you hit it. Thank you. <laughs> wow,
6: that's very rare. Okay. We just did an interview a few minutes ago. I was asking if uh, any of us had rubbed off one another. Yeah. See, see what you taught me. That that was it. Yeah. Through the the years of work, and it's uh, <laughs> here we are.
8: Because, like, I had a baby about let's see, three and a half months ago, a little bit longer than that, almost four months, and I haven't had a period since. And oh. it's been almost.
2: Are four
6: you months. are you breastfeeding? No. Are you on any medications? No. How come you're not breastfeeding?
8: Because my son wouldn't latch on.
6: Really? Which happens? It happens a lot. It does? Yep. And what do you do? They have nurses that specialize in breastfeeding. They come in and coach you and teach you and try to work on the kid. Sometimes it doesn't work. You yeah,
8: say, I went Whoa. through that and it didn't work or
9: anything. Do
6: they do they suckle on the nurse? No. The nurse just <laughs> teach teaches how to position the child. Well, what's whether. a wet nurse? That's that, that's not, this is, this is a breast, they, they call, they have a name, breastfeeding
3: specialist. And That's your, that's your field. <laughs>
6: I, do. I know this is amazingly uh, fascinating
3: to you. Yes, I this do. This is a normal
6: a, human I have a PhD event. in
3: jugology, Drew. So, you mean a woman comes in, a nurse and we will sit next to you and sort of coach you along.
6: Oh, yeah. It's, it's not, it's not an easy process for most women.
3: And so the kid is crying, and he doesn't want to, and, and just they're doesn't saying... He does
6: position right, he won't take it, he can't get it, the milk won't be produced. It's, all kinds of things have to fall into place for it to happen. It's amazing the species has survived.
3: You know, when they make those movies where uh, they need rats to eat through a door, they put peanut butter... On the bottom of them, and it gives it that effect. Why don't you call one of the local hospitals and just give them that advice? I'm yeah, sure I'm not saying I'm not saying chunky, you know, but something that would draw the kid to the bosom.
6: I think they probably have stuff like that, but it's not peanut butter.
3: This would be a good job for me, this nurse. Except oh, I'd I'd I know probably, doubt. probably start masturbating about half <laughs> about halfway into the session. All right. All right, so uh, she's fine or what? Well,
6: have you been back to see your obstetrician?
3: Yeah. And what did they say?
8: And they just basically didn't say anything. They're just it like takes a
6: while sometimes for cycling to reestablish itself, and even sometimes they have to help you out with that, though it's not typically the case. and certainly is more common with women on medication or breastfeeding. Um, but uh, if you haven't reestablished something in six months, get back in there by all means and uh, let's see what's going on.
3: All right. Uh, when we come back, 22-year-old Nakia Wants to know, is there a danger point uh, when masturbating with power tools and etc.? Well, these are uh, actually, boy, you, you, when you start mixing power tools with masturbation, you're really getting into my wheelhouse. <laughs> what were you
6: saying, Drew? I, I just not, I'm not clear that this Chantal's getting the message from you me right, because th- there are lots of complications that people can have. Oh, uh, but she has to get back and, and, and see I, somebody, I, right? If she was thoroughly checked out and they heard her complaints, then I guess that's all you can do for a while, but be sure to keep going back if there's any question at all. All
3: right, we'll be back with Nikia. Okay. Why don't you try rapping at this time? Yo, yo, kick some flavor and
4: stop in love.
6: Sorry that was really bad. You're just not straight like me. Uh, I don't know. Tricom, Mike. Yeah, Tricom. Great product. That's right. It's, uh, more effective at reducing itch than 1% hydrocortisone, which is the usual topical story that you can get over the counter. That's the way people typically use, right? That's what they typically use. I want to remind people always make sure if it's something in any way out of the ordinary, be sure to see your doctor, see a dermatologist to make sure it's not a derm or medical problem because the skin can express underlying medical conditions. But if it's just plain old winter itch, winter skin, this Tricom can really be very effective. You can also use Tricom in the warmer months on bug bites, poison ivy, sumac, and other skin irritations. And there is the Tricom money-back itch-free guarantee. If the user is unsatisfied, they mail back the empty tube for a full refund, Mike. Yeah, and, and you listen, you probably already have two to three of these anti-itch products in your medicine cabinet already. Mm-hmm. And, and they're just not going to get the job done the way... That Tricom is. So turn to Tricom. Look, money back guarantee. I mean, come on now. That's right. Even if they are as effective as Tricom, Hydrocortisone has a bunch of side effects you may not be aware of. And this will give you the same itch relief for winter skin as the hydrocortisone without the side effects. And it works quickly and the relief lasts. Okay? So Tricom. Tricom is your stuff. That's right. Be sure to get Tricom. And remember the itch-free guarantee. If you're unsatisfied, mail back the empty tube for a full refund. That is Tricom.
10: Kennedy and i love adam and drew a lot and this is love line thanks bye
3: oh she surely does we love that kennedy back drew yeah. do you love that kennedy yeah. okay well that was quite an endorsement phone number for love line 1-800-LOVE-191 fax number 310-854-4455 think about this business um Drew and I are the only two that aren't effed up in the entire business. <laughs> Everyone else is nuts, uh, are they not, Drew? Well,
6: how, what what are you referring to?
3: All the performers.
6: There's a lot of uh,
3: pathology. Yeah, yeah. What's that? There's a lot of pathology motivating people into. Yeah. Actually, uh, no. I was thinking Kennedy is relatively sane. Right, right, right. For for this business. Yes. But uh, relatively sane for this business. So I work relative, and I work, uh, and I qualify it with for this business. Yes. And uh, if she was, you know, she'd about. be the uh, nuttiest uh, veterinarian you've ever met. But uh, she's she's fairly sane for a um, for this business. this business. Thank you. Uh, did I give that phone number out? No. One eight hundred L O V E one nine one. And uh, as promised, it's uh, Nikia. Yes. You're twenty two.
11: Yes, I am.
3: All right. What's going on with you?
11: Well, I'm just really worried that I'm getting too used to using my masturbation aids, and it has led in the past to disappointment with actual human beings. Right. And I'm just... It's definitely helped me. (laughs) It's given me... And I'm just really not sure if it's uh, good to continue.
6: Is it desensitizing you?
11: Um, No, not that. I'm just... It seems um, the people aren't living up to uh, the machinery.
3: Well let's uh, let's be realistic she's used to like a formula one engine and when she gets with a guy the guys are like you know when they show that footage of uh um, airplanes uh, around the turn of the century that never got off the ground with yeah. the things like hopping up and down and right. the wings tacoing in and right. the guys uh, spinning off into stuff
2: yeah
3: the guy with the jetpack on his back on the iceberg this is how most guys behave that's basically how guys guys move sexually <laughs> I mean, guys do not work at that, at that there's no way, the penis technologically, or, or, the, or the penis has not evolved in the last 50 years, really at all. I think it's gotten a little smaller, just because it stayed the same size and men got bigger. But, the, but uh, this, this technology, the stuff women, you know, think about it. What is she using? 50 years ago, what, what did a woman have, you know? In terms of uh, working herself out, working herself out now, if you go into these stores, Drew, I don't know if you've been in these places for a while. They got all kinds of stuff. What what do you use in there?
11: A uh, vibrator ma- mainly, but I am showing interest in moving on to others.
3: Mm-hmm. Like, other, uh, other why?
6: Other why?
11: I'm sorry. Other what? I've, um, I've read articles and uh, reviews of uh, vibrators slash. Uh, dildo combos. Uh,
3: exactly. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, so... Uh, well, initially, uh, I... I believe, all right, No, wait a minute. So these things, uh, they're shaped like a penis.
11: No, not what I have now. Right, right. It's advertised as a massage.
3: Right, it's great. They sell them at the Army Surplus Store, and they have a picture of a woman holding it on her shoulder. <laughs> like, uh, you know, she's, she's had that uh, bursitis... You know, because of her, you know, she played a little ball in college or something, and that damn uh, rotator cuff is got, it's like, baby, you're about three feet away from where that thing is going. Please. It's great, though. Right? Right. But, no, the guy behind the counter is laughing his ass off because he knows you're not using that for any legitimate uh, medicinal purpose. So what is it you're asking us?
11: Well, um, I just, I'm worried that it, I'll be too, I'll become dependent on it, and I'm worried, I mean, initially it, it definitely... Served as purpose. Uh, I was in desire of my first orgasm. I was, I had past, uh, frigidity. frigidity? No, I don't was work. frigid for, for, uh, my earlier section. Hey,
3: how about working the vibrator into the sexual experience?
11: Well, I've, I've tried that and, um, it, it, I'm just so used to it with myself and the guy kind of gets in the way and I'm not sure where to put this or that. It's confusion. Oh.
3: Mm, the guy kind of gets in the way. Even the right That's guy, huh?
8: Well,
6: you know what I mean? You either, like, you've
3: either never had the right guy, uh, or, or you have problems with intimacy.
11: Well, no.
3: I will actually put the vibrator in my ass while I'm going it, down on a woman, true. Right. <laughs> I, I didn't need to hear that. That could and, be interesting. And by
6: the right guy, <laughs> I just mean a guy that you are properly connected to. I don't Well, mean well a guy I had that, that, that in the past, mm-hmm. and
11: when that was missing, I kind of, well, no, not it, when things started to fall apart, I went to this. Mm-hmm. and it's continued ever since.
3: Right. I yeah, got a funny feeling. Mm, all right, we're going to do some gambling. Oh,
11: okay.
3: All right? Okay. Uh, it's a little late in the call, but True uh, has a feeling. All right, go ahead, uh, I, I, Drew. Well, it's not a, no virtue. Well, thing. we're going for the wallet, so all what right, can you do? So you go first. It was your idea. You're the one who had the feeling. Uh,
6: okay, dead, uh absent in some kind of substantial way. Like and maybe a little sort of emotionally absent, maybe kind of aggressive, kind of thing.
3: <clears throat> Okay, I think um, Dad operated a jackhammer for the city, and <laughs> so <bad>. um, <clears throat> what'd you go with again? Dad was
6: like really emotionally absent and aggressive, maybe even physically just gone.
3: Mm. I'm, not, I'm not
6: going for overt abuse.
3: Yeah, but but she has she definitely has intimacy intimacy issues. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That's such an easy one. Dad being gone. Um, uh, yeah, but
6: I'm, it's it's like an
3: it's, uh, it's a, you can turn up the heat. And all right. What age should Dad go by? Twelve. Twelve. Yeah. All right. I I'll go before. Uh, uh, you, you go after twelve. What if I go before eight? All right. You'll take the eight to twelve I'll margin. I think it's twelve. All right, Nikia. Yes. Yeah. I'm going with Dad gone before eight, or possibly passed away before eight
11: well no dad's still around and actually i still live with him but uh uh-huh. it's more like he's living with me i moved uh away from home uh, about a year ago and he moved out here to be w- near me and now he's more living together again separate rooms i mean it's nothing like that
3: what do you mean he moved out to be near you yeah what, what does that mean you can uh, you can well, hear Dad on the phone saying she plays that goddamn electronic football <laughs> game hours upon hours on end every night. I hear that coming from the room. Now, where, where's your mom? <laughs> She's back, you.
11: back in where I grew up.
6: Your mom? Are they married?
11: No, no. They they divorced when I was sixteen, or they broke up when I was sixteen.
6: How'd that all happen?
11: Um, well, it had been happening a long time. She never really wanted to commit to him. She. Stayed with him mm-hmm. to
3: be, you know, a family. Uh-huh. She didn't want to commit to him either.
11: No. <laughs>
3: Just like you don't want to commit to a man.
8: <laughs> Probably.
11: Well,
3: let me let me explain what's going on. The the, the penis becomes symbolic of the uh, the the male, and you're commit you won't commit to the penis. You understand? Well, but she's, still yeah. she's still involved with her dad. There's not name detached from him enough to get a, to
6: get involved with the guy. That's a big, uh, your, your big da- thing. Yeah, yeah, your dad will not let him be a separate person. He's he's he is he is getting his needs met by you without supporting you in a genuine way
3: and get so you can get on with your life and have real All right, relationships. So don't focus so much on the vibrating aspects yeah, of your right. life and right. focus more on the relationship, the, the relationship end. Uh, because the other stuff will take care of itself. Absolutely. Uh, you know, they really don't have devices for men like they have for women. That's true. Mm-hmm. They got like some inflatable dolls and some some pretty you know, mostly gag stuff, kind of novelty stuff. Not the kind of stuff that you, I mean, the women's, the stuff that they have for women, you know, uh, most women choose not to use it, but it is uh, safe and effective. I can tell you that right S- now. Safe and sane. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it works. It will do the job. Hmm. And men, we, we don't really have that. I guess our equivalent to that would be pornography. Right. Brenda.
8: Yes. You're 19. I was um wondering can a uh, 2-year-old masturbate? Absolutely. Really? Yep. Is it like natural
2: or? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean it's
6: it's not it's not overt masturbation but it's
3: normal for kids uh under the age of 6 to fiddle themselves a little quite a bit. Well, they go for their junk a lot. Everybody. I mean the only thing that stops um, adults from going for their junk is they know other they're cognizant of uh, other, you right. know, their environment. I mean, it's important not to. This t- is why uh, retarded people always go for the junk too. A, right. You don't know. You you, know, you don't really care it's where a, you are that much. Thing. This is why animals uh, go it's, for their, it's, it's you know, lick their m- junk.
6: M- m- men just coming out of a coma will start doing that right away. That's the first thing they start doing when they come out of coma sometimes.
3: Except for they rarely depict that in the movies. Oh, I know. You know, when, like, uh, some guy, some guy's a cop, he's a veteran, He was, uh, this uh, two days from retirement, he took a uh, couple of shots in the skull, and his partner's there, and the chief's there, and the wife is there. And they're asleep, and then they wake up. He wakes up, and, uh, where am I? Oh, please. Chuck, Larry. <laughs> it's like the Wizard of Oz. Right. They don't go right for the junk. <laughs> but they do play by their own rules, I'll tell you that much. And, uh, part of my rules would be going for the junk. Here's what's important is that you teach, your, your
6: job is to, to gently uh, and supportively teach the, teach the child what is socially appropriate and to do it in such a way that they don't feel as though they're bad or they're doing
3: something bad or this is a bad part of them. How about one of those uh, doggy collars, those, um, <laughs> those lampshades you put around your dog uh, so they don't uh, scratch themselves to death around um, the tail side? You know what I'm saying? What if you put that around a kid's waist?
6: Maybe you ought to be the first subject.
3: I mean, you know, you develop such a keen sense of yourself. No, because, see, I I have a garage full of tools, and I'm crafty enough I would work right through it. (laughs) But uh, I'm just saying, think about that for a second, Drew. That thing they put around the dogs, if you put that around a young person's waist, they could still go number one and number two, but yet they couldn't reach around. And they would have no ill feelings about uh, their waist down. Here's my feelings uh, on that as well. I think in a... mm, Relatively short periods of time in terms of the Earth's calendar, <laughs> maybe a, just a mm, few thousand years, Yeah. Uh, people's arms would start growing. <laughs> <laughs> so they would actually, uh, you know, drag their knuckles uh, when they walk. Well, I believe that uh, Darwin would work his way around the, yeah, um, the uh, Adam Carolla waist lampshade. Certainly that's possible. All right. Uh, Drew, why don't you sell the next
6: call? Here's Sammy, who seems... She's 18, I believe. Yeah, Sammy is only attracted to older men. All right, this
3: ought to be... Well, it'll be decent. We all have earth. We were going
7: to help you. Yeah, we were. But you don't need our help. No, do you don't. You have the mind. And you're a bunch of sickos. That's my
6: This is Dr. Drew for True Car. Everyone is talking about transparency these days, a word you hear a lot, because people want it. So when it comes to making a big purchase, like perhaps buying a new car, you expect some transparency in the buying process. This is a process that gives you the confidence to know you're getting the fair deal, right? So you can really look at all the details. To understand the power of transparency, you need to check out True Car and True Car's mobile app. True Car not only can configure the car you want and how you want it, but you can see what others actually paid for the same car you're looking for. Down to the zip code. So, right in your area, you see the very same car. So, you know what you can expect to pay for the car you want? Pretty transparent, right? And once you decide on that car, you're going to lock in guaranteed savings on an average of over $3,000 off MSRP. Then you're connected with a trusted True Car certified dealer that will honor your savings without any negotiation, no shenanigans. So, when you're ready for a new transparent car buying experience, save time, save money, and never overpay. Download the True Car app today. <laughs>
1: Hi, this is Dexter and Noodles from The Offspring, and you're listening to Loveline with that asshole, Adam Carolla, and that guy that's full of himself, thinks he always knows what he's talking about, Dr. Drew. I hate that
3: guy. I could do better than that. <laughs> always love it when the bands critique themselves before they uh, go off go off tape. All right, phone number for Loveline, 1-800-LVE-191, fax number 310-854-4455, Adam Carolla, the a-hole, Adam Carolla, and of course, Dr. Drew. You know, it's funny. I um, when I'm um, in my private life, I use the uh, a-hole and the uh, f-u's and uh, that kind of stuff quite a bit. And people people get a little upset sometimes when you use it out in the real world. These are my peers. Yes. Now they're, they're upset that I don't use the full rest of the f-u. Oh. They're like, hey, what's with the f-u? And I it's, uh, it's just a habit from being you on the radio. Gotta snacking to a f, <laughs> f- and smoke. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Occasionally one uses it on the radio just to get uh, one's point across. But uh, you do get in these uh, radio habits, and they're good habits. So, uh, I don't know, uh, Drew, if you're yelling uh, at your effing nurse and tell him to uh, kiss your A-hole or anything like that, uh, you don't use that. Uh uh, Drew lets the F-word fly every once in a while, which is kind of uh, kind of nice. And Drew's smart because, y- you know, if you use the F-word like, uh, like you know, um, some kind of rapper... Uh, that doesn't, you know. Hey, get the effing car. Um, I'm effing hungry. There's no effing cheese on this effing hoagie. And people stop paying attention when a guy like Drew breaks out the f word. He, you know, <laughs> he takes it out of its uh, leather uh, carrying case and dusts it off. Uh, people's heads turn. It's great. Like I was talking to somebody. I had this meeting um, uh, on Thursday. Yeah. And it was about five people sitting around in a, in a, in a like a boardroom, and somebody said, Hey, Adam, uh, don't, don't even think about it. Just flip me off. I want to see. Just flip me off. And I, I gave him one of these. Oh, yeah. Now, do you give him, do... you do? Uh, what I'm doing right now is the flip-off... Of the well, 1970s. Well, there's a little modified version. Oh, you're saying there's a date to this one? Yeah. There's two types of uh, flip-offs. There's the one that looks... Well, I actually learned how to do it by taking a number-two pencil and sort of caulking it behind my see like second and fourth finger like that but there's there's the, there's the penis and testicles way of doing it i'm guessing that that's what this is yeah it's the one where your uh, second and fourth finger jet out like um, you know the, the knuckles jet out and then there's just the pure peel back one which is more the east coast f u where they just peel it back and boy we got into this huge argument the argument or discussion eh, turn into an argument uh, uh, what's the better way to do that? Well, me, what was the more acceptable way of doing it? Me and uh, the girl who were from North Hollywood, and that's what everyone chalked it up to, was some mm-hmm. sort of indigenous way of uh, effing off, was this way. Drew, do you do the, uh, Mike, what, uh, what's your FU? Well, there's also the thumb jetting out and the thumb in. Oh, really? Yeah, because you can have the thumb out like this, right? or you can have the thumb holding the fingers down. Oh, yeah, yeah. And with wow. the thumb holding the fingers down, you can actually get more protrusion of the middle finger. That's true. I think we compromised and decided that the ones where all the fingers were just peeled in as tight as they could and the middle finger stood out lent itself to the rise move, you know, the A up yours, where you you actually go up with your elbow, and that the one where you bend your knuckles lent the screw you one, where you do the screwing action. But we also, you like this one with the screwing? Yeah, see, these other people, these were East Coast people, they did this one. This is American culture at its finest. Anyway, I was saying that this has lost a little of its sting, and that I need to come up with something new. Ah, I don't know what that movement would be yet. A but, movement uh, or just a, a, hand, a, a hand thing? Yeah, yeah. I don't know uh, when the FU uh, sign, uh, the the bird as they call it, when that came into play. And think about it: people could do it for a while before it really caught on. <laughs> I mean, you can't do this on TV now, right? Right. But if I came up with one tomorrow. Well, I know, could do, do it, be it on TV. In La,
4: you don't want to do any gang signs.
3: Oh, that's true too. Well, if I come up for the new Uh-oh. Fu one, I'll, I'll do it on TV and I'll get away with it. Drew, what's going on? You lost your mic. All right, my well, headphones that's went out. All probably of better. There we go. Sammy. Hi. Hey, you're eighteen.
10: Yeah. Um, I only find attract guys attractive that are a lot older than I am. How old? Um, above thirty-five
6: you have any insight as to why that might be?
10: I have no clue, and it's really causing a lot of trouble in my job place because there's a guy that used to be on my level, and he's now been promoted to the manager of our store, and he's got a big crush on me, and I don't feel the same way for him. He's 21, mm. and I'm 18, and so my hours have now been cut, and I used to make close to 500 a week or every oh two God. weeks, and I'm now making $100. $18,
3: 18 years, what do you do at 18 years of age? Fast food. Huh. Wait a minute. I worked at McDonald's. <laughs> you were working full-time?
10: Um, close to full-time, yeah.
3: What kind of fast food place?
10: Um, It's like ethnic. <laughs> it's yeah. not Taco Bell. It's like a really upscale
3: class of um fast food yeah um el pollo loco okay. <laughs>
10: kind of like that <laughs>
3: uh so you're what do you you're, you're you're manager or something
10: no i'm just um i just take orders and work drive through and make plates of food and Jesus. people <laughs> you make
3: 500 bucks a week doing I that two, I was. Oh, I two was. weeks oh two weeks okay
10: every two weeks yeah
3: and now he's cut you back on your hours because um, you don't well, feel the same way? He's well, yeah, made advances?
10: Good. Yeah, because we went to a party together because he was like, come on, just out with me. And I was like, mm-hmm. all
3: right. Mm-hmm. We'll that's wrong ahead. of him right there. Okay,
6: uh, you you do not have to tolerate this.
10: I know, but there's nothing I can do. Uh,
6: yeah, there is, because he really is on shaky ground here. I mean, yeah. this is discriminatory. It really yeah, is. Yeah, I talked
10: to um our big manager about it, and I have like a conference with him.
6: Uh, and what did he say?
10: He said that he understands, because he he, he asked around. He used to be at the store all the time, and he noticed like the little conflict of yeah. the way that the guy felt for me. Right. And so he said, you know, if there's ever a problem where it comes into the workplace, all right. and he's really understanding, and he'll he'll take care of it, and all he'll do is just he'll make the schedules from now on. So I'm not worried about so it. So
6: you're gonna get you're gonna get your schedule back.
10: Yeah, I'm 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 positive I'll get my schedule okay. back. I'm more than positive. I've never
3: heard such enthusiasm about fast food in my life.
10: <laughs> I love my job. <laughs> oh
3: really? Yeah. Because I worked at that dump McDonald's, and uh, I couldn't uh, get out of there fast enough.
10: I like
3: my job. Yeah. Well, you weren't doing a sweep and a mop. Are you, the in dining An- area. Are you in Los Angeles? Nah. No, can't be in Los Angeles.
10: But no, it's in um Cal- it's in Northern the Cal- Valley. But um the Valley. My job Mill
6: Valley or something. Yeah, Central Valley.
10: Yeah, Central, sorry. Uh-huh. <laughs> but there's a guy that comes into my workplace all the time and he's a lot older than forty and Yeah, what
6: that's a lot older than forty?
10: He's like forty three. <laughs> Have you had
6: a successful relationship with a guy that much older than yourself?
10: I actually um I haven't really had I had one relationship right. with A man that was had a daughter my age.
6: Can't you contain yourself a little bit? I mean, I understand. That's
10: that's a question that I have for you guys. Is I'm not I'm not seeing these people and saying, Hey, you know, why? Let's go out. It's like I don't know if I'm attracting them to me, but it's they like this guy that's coming in right now. He's a he's got a really prominent position in the town. He's a supervisor of the um,
6: and, American
10: Medical Response Group. Uh, but
6: look, the fact that a 40- or 50-year-old would date an 18-year-old or a 17-year-old is when you were, you've been doing this for a while, there's nothing wrong with you so much as there's something wrong with these guys. And something about you uh, smells
3: of victim.
10: I can't, but I'm not attracted to anybody my age. Is that?
3: Did you hear what I said? Mm, I don't think so, no.
10: <laughs> yeah, I know. I know what you Not mean. Not only
3: does it uh, smell of Thousand Island, uh, <laughs> from what you got under your cuticles, but it smells of victim, Sammy. So these guys are victimizers, and you—that's why you attract them because
6: they—they see a good victim. How
10: do I start being attracted to someone?
3: Where's your dad?
10: Um, he died before. Well, mm. he left my mom before I was born and died when I was eleven. I never really got to mm. meet him, but.
3: Mm -hmm. I
0: did
10: grow up with my sister's dad since the day I was, you know, since the day I was basically born. Mm -hmm. And until I was 13, I believed that he was my father until they kind of told me one day at Taco Bell that he wasn't.
3: Well, the uh, fast food theme seems to be a uh, (laughs) very very, very prevalent uh, one (laughs) running through your life. I remember uh, my mother was married at a uh, Burger King. (laughs) Actually, I like to get married at uh, at like a Arby's or something. (laughs) All right. Uh, for the next fifteen minutes, the counters open. Help yourself.
10: Does it have anything? If like, okay, I'm also attracted to really arrogant guys like Adam. I've had a huge crush on Adam. Uh, mm-hmm. a
3: bad sign. This is very bad. Very bad. Really? Yeah. Now. Oh. Yeah. It's a uh, code. Co- code blue now, right?
6: <laughs> yes. All right. Uh, you know, look, Sammy. So- something is up. That whether uh, we don't, we didn't even get into more history. I mean, something's up with Sammy that's made you this way, and uh, you just need to contain it a little bit and and recognize that your instincts are not all that great, and the guys you attract, uh, anybody that's attracted you, uh, ought to be, you ought to be watching out for. Right. Uh, particularly an older guy. I mean, yeah. try to find somebody you're interested in in the 21 to 25 age group. I mean, there's a lot of nice guys out there you should be able to find somebody. And it's not,
3: says, I, I wouldn't consider myself arrogant. I just think everyone else sucks.
6: And, and, and to, I'm
3: just mediocre. And try not to get involved with... Uh, it, it almost doesn't
6: make sense because their antennas so bent. She'll, she'll have real difficulty doing this, but... Uh, uh, try not involving involve yourself with the guys that are aloof and detached and unavailable. And try mm. to find if it is available and kind
3: of keep yourself mm-hmm. in the relationship as best you can. Joe. Hello? You're 19. What's going on?
9: Uh, I got a question for Dr. Drew. Mm?
3: Um,
9: I don't know, but uh, I need some help to find out if either I'm, I'm like gay or heterosexual. I'm attracted to women, but um, it started ever since I was in the 8th grade. I used to always... You know, go to the the bathroom, and I always get, like, a pencil, and, you know, stick it up my rear and jerk off. It just got me excited. Is is that, you know, can you help me out with that or something?
3: Mm, I smell a little bogoosity here. Yeah. Uh, let's just, let's <laughs> Do just you smell bogoosity? Yeah, I,
6: I did from the moment he started talking, but uh, let's, let's,
9: let's put him on hold.
3: Sharpie number two? Um, well, no, let's
9: put him no, on hold. No, no, no. the, didn't use the sharpen. Come on now, Adam.
3: Uh, you smelling some boguosity? Yeah, bogus call. But let's you you make, are? Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, really? That's why we did this move for you. I didn't see that move.
6: Oh, I was doing this. With
3: the oh, you n- you're not having an epileptic seizure in speaking. here.
6: Speaking, I gave you a... Um, you,
3: you gave me that a, move? Las Las yeah, thing. but I was already giving you this move, which yeah. was uh, the look of boguosity. All right, so it's a bogus call. But let's uh, take it as though it were the real thing. And, well, uh, why not? Uh, listen, here's the thing about uh, bogus calls, or potentially bogus calls. Even if um, Joe's bogus, there are other guys who enjoy putting stuff in their ass who we want to talk to, right? or uh, who we want to talk at. And people do do that. It
6: doesn't have anything to do with their orientation, sexually.
3: Really? No. So, um, stuff being put in your rear end is not um, one step closer to Gatom. No. Hmm. It may have other implications, but not that. Uh, lesbianism. <laughs> what what other implications? No,
6: no. I mean, in terms of people's sort of uh, development. I mean, there are theories around that. Uh, mm.
3: but, but I go for the butt uh, a lot, but I'm not really into the uh, putting stuff in there.
2: Okay. I enough. just
3: uh, I just m- my hand will be around there, but I don't. Uh, yeah. You know, I don't actually um, penetrate myself. You know, but I do I do a fair amount of scratching back there. I think most people do on their free time, don't they? Probably. If you've been out for a long time, uh, and then you come home, uh. and you're uh, getting in the shower, for instance, and you drop your pants, you go for the butt, right? No. Oh, really? No. Yeah. Me neither. That's stupid. <laughs> All right. You don't either, do you, Mike? No. Okay, good. All right. Uh, well, when we come back, we'll talk to Joe a little more about no. uh, stuff in this no. butt? No. 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 You're going bogus. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 100% bogus.
6: Yeah, that was feigning disturbed.
3: Mm-hmm. Well, I see. Yeah. So he was acting yeah. disturbed. Okay. All right. I'll I'll just say bye to him when we come back. All right. All right. Let's uh, see, see what other creative things he may have put in his pot.
4: Here's Loveline before deworming. Here's Loveline after getting fixed. Here's Loveline chewing out its stitches. Here's Loveline dragging its butt across the carpet. Bad <laughs> Loveline. Love bad Loveline. Love oh, bad no. Loveline.
2: Love line.
12: Back together again, it's the Diesel and his buddy, Charles Barkley, this week on the Big Podcast with Shaq. Chuck, uh, every day
7: out in the public, people ask me, was the fall stage? Could you let America know that that was not stage? First of all, <laughs> when somebody falls like that, your first reaction is to make sure they're all right, then you have to start laughing. Nobody's going to fall that hard for fake. <laughs>
12: I mean, that, that, like, TNT ain't paying you and me enough to fall that exactly. hard for fun. The Big Podcast with Shaq. That's me. It's up right now at podcastone.com. That's podcastone.com.
3: No, I believe it was intentional, Drew, somehow. Anyway. Uh, no, no, because he yeah, All no. right, we'll talk about this. Uh, this is Loveline, and we'll be back in ten seconds.
2: This is Loveline on
3: Radio Station.
6: Yeah, but That's again, up. it
3: was made because he didn't understand what the reality is. Um... Not I think art- Woody Allen is in touch enough to know what's going on. I think it was a choice that right. was made, right. uh, artistic license. Okay. It was a musical, for Christ's sake, right. not a documentary. Right. All right, uh, just finishing off a little Woody Allen discussion there. Phone number for Loveline, one 800 LOVE 191 fax number 310 854 Rick James will be in here tomorrow night. It was just... Uh, Reading a uh, snippet of uh, Rick's uh, well, not really his bio. What was this from? Uh, Orange Cali-Towns. County Register. Oh. Uh, anyway, uh, he now I had this wrong. It said uh, uh, it said there was lies, uh, lies spread about him, uh, namely that uh, he and his then girlfriend Tanya so and so held a young woman hostage and forced her to do drugs and have sex. Uh, the kidnapping charge was later dropped uh, but in a separate incident james was found guilty of a uh, 1994 assault on uh, so-and-so cocaine possession and stuff so he's had his run-ins with the law but uh, he's back now and he's going to talk about how to uh, free yourself of the drugs and uh, get the musical career back going and uh, we we'll, we will be glad to talk to him about that i'm planning on an interesting show tomorrow night uh, and then Bobcat Goldthwait will be in here. Oh, they always welcome Bobcat.
6: Are you going to talk to him before the show?
3: Bobcat? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I was going to work some Her- Hercules stuff in for, for that. Oh, am I going to talk yeah. to him before uh, yeah. before tomorrow night yeah. or before Wednesday. Tuesday night? No, oh. I wasn't planning on it. Although uh, there was an article uh, in Los Angeles Magazine on me. I haven't oh, got it, it yet. Came out. Yeah. But um came out last week, I think, and Bobcat was quoted in a very flattering thing, so I wanted to thank him for that, but uh, uh, I'll do it in person when I see him. Will you call Bobcat and ask him uh, for no, some I'm, Hercules listen,
6: I'm, just, I'm just teasing.
3: He was very kind. He time. certainly was. He's a real gentleman. Anyway, uh, he, going out? <laughs> him and the Aquabats will be in here uh, Tuesday, and then uh, Charles Fleischer for the uh, voice of Roger Rabbit for the uh, Adam Carolla Comedy Challenge, and then uh, Tom Silver, hypnotist, to the um, Asians. <laughs> not really the stars, but he he goes uh, he goes abroad to the Orient and, um, and does all kinds of weird stuff. He'll t- and 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 he hypnotizes entire uh, NBA arenas. Wow! Not the people in them, the actual arena. Oh! No, uh, he, during halftime he puts a. But you know those NBA fans are not real smart. <laughs> all right, so uh, we'll talk to him on. He's actually a friend of mine too, so we'll we'll get into that stuff uh, on Thursday, Joe. You're nineteen. Uh-huh. We've decided this was a bogus call, but we're uh, we're willing to hear you out anyway. All right. So you you um you put stuff in your butt. Yeah. And you've been doing this for a while, but you um, you're attracted to women. Yeah. And you want to know what the attraction is to putting stuff in your butt if you're attracted to women.
9: I started, you know, I was with the fingers, and then, and then I just, like, went to carrots and stuff,
3: and, mm-hmm. you know,
9: went to bigger things to satisfy myself. Mm-hmm. Like what? The penetration and everything, just, it just, it gives me a you know, climax and stuff.
3: What is, uh, what what kind of bigger things did you move on to?
9: Well, the, the ends of, like, broomsticks and stuff, I mean, you know, that they, they just, that right there just really gets me.
3: You know, when you say broomstick, by the way, you don't have to specify end. You you know what I'm saying? You just go with broomstick because I I know it's not the business end. I know it's not the bristle end of the broomstick. That would be very difficult. No, I know that. Okay, we're done with Joe. We are. Oh yeah. All right. You don't have any advice for him? This guy is an asshole. Well, I don't know. I'm starting to believe Joe. No. Okay.
9: But. Serious though, Doctor Drew and everything. I really need you know. He needs help. Help and everything. I'm thinking about going to psychology and all that other stuff.
6: Going to a psychologist.
9: No, I'm not going to a psychologist right
6: now. You're thinking about doing that? Huh? You're thinking about doing it? <laughs> yes, I'm thinking about doing it. Okay, then, then you I, should I really do... want to
9: know, what, what's this attraction here?
6: Well, I can't tell you. People do stuff weird stuff like this, and there are theories as to why people would do it, uh, akin to what developmental stage, for instance, people might be stuck in. Uh, there are times in the development of a child where they're primary focus of gratification moves from various parts of their body and something may have happened to you along the way that caused you to retain the focus on
3: that area. Name those areas, would you, Drew? Those phases? Well,
6: mouth, anus, genital, basically.
3: Yeah. I've been on the genital for quite some time now. With a little smattering of mouth. Smattering of mouth and a handful of anus uh, in there. like uh, Sprinkling of anus, Uh, but uh, mainly genital. Although I do get the mouth thing. Yeah, your mouth
6: thing is substantial.
3: Substantial? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Why? Think about it. Uh, What do I do? Well, that breast preoccupation is not a uh, genital preoccupation, usually. Yeah, but if I see the big breasts, I go for the genitals. Uh. I don't go for the mouth. (laughs) Right.
6: All right. Uh, But but the fact is, uh, he is doing dangerous things. And uh, again, I've said I've seen people die of uh, various things up there. Uh, They hurt themselves. And he should definitely see somebody if he's doing it progressively and compulsively and is uh,
3: in harm's way. All right. Okay? All right. And I don't believe the call, by the way. Okay. Diane. Yeah. You're 43. Yeah. What's going on with you?
13: Oh, a couple things. Uh, The first question is to Dr. Drew. Mm -hmm. What is the difference between between Paxil and Prozac? Uh,
6: They are close cousins. They're both serotonin reuptake inhibitors. They raise Uh the serotonin levels in the brain. They're sort of the... Present day, the, this is the sort of starting class of antidepressants. This is one of the most efficacious right. groups When everybody get started on. Prozac is long-acting, Paxil is short-acting, Paxil is higher affinity binding at the receptor sites, and there's all kinds of subtle differences in terms of the enzymatic effects that they have. Uh, but they're very closely related. Paxil has a slight withdrawal syndrome associated with stopping it. Prozac takes about seven days to get out of your system, so there's no withdrawal for that. Okay, Do you we'll know not anything th- about these pa- drugs, Paxil too. can be sedating. Prozac can be stimulating. Yeah,
2: because
13: when I took Paxil, I was very tired all the time. Yeah,
6: and, that's, and Prozac sometimes makes people a little more anxious,
3: though sometimes not.
13: Uh, pa- Prozac really did get up for me. Another thing is my voice.
3: Hold on, I just remembered something. Uh, oh, Adam. Uh, hold on a second there, sweet pea. Okay. Uh, from our last conversation, uh, uh, it's it's classic love line. When um, uh, our last caller said, I'm thinking about g- going to a psychology. And then Drew said, um, you're uh, going to a psychologist? And he said, uh, n- no. Yeah. And then you said, you're going... You want to go Thank to a ther- think about going to therapy, and he said,
2: "What?"
3: <laughs> <laughs> uh, every uh, really almost every call we get turns into that uh, Green Acres, <laughs> where he goes and talks to Mr. Drucker down at the uh, country store. All right, uh, Diane. Yeah. All right. So, uh, what's up with your voice?
13: Okay. Um, well, I was stopped for a, uh, by a policeman, and he thought I was drunk. And I haven't drank for over a year.
6: Well, Paxil can make you this. Aren't you? Are you on Paxil now?
13: No, I'm on Prozac. Anything else? Uh, muscle relaxers.
6: All right, those oh. muscle relaxers are very sedating and mm-hmm. addictive. You want Soma or Robaxin?
13: Um,
6: uh, Flexural. Uh, Gener- is the most sedating of the group, probably. Yeah.
3: L- less addictive than say Soma, uh, but but it is. Flexural. Flexural. <laughs> One of these guys just come up. Who comes up with this crap? The uh-huh. same guys who came up with an Acura for a car. <laughs> or, you know. It, it, what's bizarre? What's bizarre about drugs is, the generic name. Uh huh. Made up. Yeah. The trade name. Made up?
7: Oh, wow. Yeah. Why
6: do they need two names?
7: I, I,
3: I don't know. Let's just call the goddamn thing, um, you know, uh, Flexerol. Oh, yes. it's like uh, when I watch these, um, um, I watch these uh, stupid commercials for uh, conditioner. With um, um, they have like um, uh, uh, um, uh, with uh, elastaseine. And, oh, and stuff, that, and they, they pick nonsense. these words yeah. that sort of sound like uh, they're gonna do uh, yeah. do well on your hair, and then they just make the whole uh, goddamn thing up. Then, of course, they show you the uh, breakdown of the molecule and how it attacks the frizzy fiber. No. Oh, for Christ's sake!
13: Because I was listening, guys, once about voices, and you had a listener on. and You thought he was high and all this stuff.
6: Yeah, you, you're dysarthric. You definitely are. You're under the influence of something. And I, I and you, you possibly all my life. No, 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 Diane, no. You don't take FlexRail and drive a car.
3: Uh, You shouldn't be doing that. Oh, no, no, no. I take
13: it at night. I've had
3: cops ask me if I had quaaludes, though. (laughs) Got the same thing.
13: This has happened to me when I was in high school. Everybody thought I was drunk or stoned because of my voice, and I wasn't.
6: Because of slurring your speech.
13: Yeah, but it's the tone, I think, too.
6: No. No? Mm. That's
3: not what I'm hearing, I'm hearing someone. I hate
13: hearing my voice back, you know, in uh, a
3: recording. That's painful for everyone.
13: Is there anything I can do? Except for, uh,
3: hold on, Tom Lykus. He <laughs> is in love with his voice. The Tom
2: Likas!
3: <laughs> he is in hog heaven. Now, uh, Mike, am I right, every time Likas hears his voice, I, he probably leaves messages on his own answering <laughs> machine. Hi, this is me! I just wanted to hear myself.
14: I hear your voice as much as I hear his. <laughs>
3: <laughs> All right, mine's yeah. definitely more annoying. yours annoyed. more in two hours than his in four. All right, but uh, I, I'm annoyed by my own voice. But Mike is giving a little oh, subtle mine. message there. I don't I know. My voice. All right, listen, Diane. What else is wrong with you? Do you, you know have a Do you have a job? No. Why not?
13: Um, I'm a mother of two.
3: Uh oh.
13: And we just moved, and mm. I came out of abusive re- relationship.
3: Mm-hmm.
13: And uh, this was my daughter's father. And he's we were we've been together off and on for sixteen years. She's gonna turn sixteen mm. in November. Oh boy. And we tried living together again for four months and it just
3: uh, where no are you, way. what are you doing for money?
13: Welfare and SSI. Uh-huh. And my son, he works at Boston Market.
3: All right. Um, bring brings home some chicken every once in a while.
13: Once in a while, but it's against their policy. So.
3: Yeah, but listen, when I used to work at McDonald's, I would fish uh, Big Macs out of the trash can.
13: Hey, I I worked for Pizza for three and a half years. All right. And I used to bring pizza home.
3: All right, but it's true. Make You're, more on welfare. Though. Yeah. Hey, how much do you w- make on welfare?
13: Uh, not enough. Um, for me alone, my 19-year-old. Well, I'm sorry, my son just turned 20 today. hmm He, uh he can't get well beyond my welfare grant. So my welfare grant is 349.
3: You get 349 every 2 weeks?
13: No, every month.
3: Every month you get
13: 349.
3: I living in Washington. Uh-huh. Yeah, why why, why isn't he working? He, he works in Boston uh, yeah. market. Well, why would he be on her welfare plan?
13: She he he can't be. Soon yeah. He turned, and now he doesn't have any medical
3: coverage. Oh, son of a bitch.
13: Yeah, and he's having problems also. Once in a while he has blood coming out of his
3: I'm
6: going he's with fine. I'm going with rectum here.
13: Yes, thank you, Adam. And he's got yeah. to go
6: to a county facility and be seen. And there's yeah. health care out there. He just got to, has to take advantage of what's available.
3: Right. And now if how he much
6: really has no resources. There are Medicaid programs, I'm sure mm-hmm. he's accessible. So you that. get welfare now. He is a separate person, he's an adult, he should be applying yes. for his own needs now. Oh. He does
13: very well. Um he helps me out quite a bit.
3: He does, okay. Yes, and what what else are you getting? SSI?
13: SSI for my daughter. She's got learning disabilities. We all three have it. Oh boy. And she gets 512.
3: She gets 512. How old is she?
13: She's 15. She's going to be 16 in November.
3: Hmm. How uh how um uh, where are your folks? Where's uh Grammy and Grandpa? Um, and in Mama. Woodinville. Where?
13: They suddenly got nice to us and bought us a house in Everett. Uh, to get us out of Machias, where we were with oh, the abusive
3: situation. Nice. Do you have any brothers or sisters?
13: Uh, yeah, I've got one brother and one sister. My brother's in Seattle, um, Oregon, and my sister's mm. in Kirkland.
3: They working and everything?
13: My, well, uh, my brother I'm not sure of. Uh-uh. My sister, yes. Oh, okay. And she's the pride of my mother and dad.
3: Well, she should send you some money.
13: <laughs> For
6: my sister?
3: Yeah. <laughs> we had to go after Grandma and Grandpa. That's the real stuffs happening. <sighs> Oh, boy. No, it's, uh, I just wonder how, how... Check me out. Grandpa's an alcoholic. Check it out. All right. Uh, so we'll never get it out of Dan. And uh, Dan?
13: No, he wasn't an alcoholic. He was, but they quit about...
3: Oh, okay. uh, uh, Diane. <laughs> All right. But uh, <laughs> but after he quit, he was no goddamn alcoholic. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> right. uh, Fifty-seven years of heavy drinking, but uh, his last six months, he was uh, uh, when he was on dialysis, uh, completely sober um, uh, most most of the day, almost every day, except for weekends, of course.
6: Except for the bike and the doctor.
3: Oh boy, how much money? Oh, no, uh, what do you do? Yeah. What do you do? Yeah. I'll just pay for everybody. And, uh, <laughs> oh, oh. I can't even think about taxes anymore. Oh, You know, Drew uh, sends his kids to private school. Not a write-off. Not an effing write-off. Even though he's keeping the kids out of the system, which would cost the government at least a couple of grand a year. to, To take care of them. Oh, sure. Yeah. you got to pay for the uh, schools and the janitors and the teachers and the programs and the um, auditoriums and the whole nine yards. But uh, you have not chosen to put your kids in that system, yet you do not get a tax write-off on the money that you do spend on their education. Oh, hey, Sucker Drew, you fool. You made money. <laughs> oh, what a sucker. Annie. Hi. Hey, you're 16.
15: Um, first of all, I want to say you guys are great, um, you help a lot of people each week, and I think that's something you should really be proud of.
3: Well, thanks. Thanks, having
15: Okay, um, let's see, back in, I think it was April or May, I got in trouble for smoking pot with my parents, and then I kept it up until, uh, a couple days ago, and then my dad, and they didn't know, when my dad wrote some email, uh, that I was sending to a friend, and he found out that I still smoke it. Uh.
3: You got in trouble for smoking pot from your uh, right. with your parents in yeah. trouble
6: with her parents because of smoking uh. pot, yeah. not in trouble for smoking with her parents <laughs> that's what I thought initially, yeah, didn't did, you? Yeah, a little bit. no oh, okay, okay. Sorry.
15: Um, anyway, so he's like really against it, I guess. Um,
6: Are you doing it compulsively or every day?
15: Um, um, maybe every other day I do it at school mm. sometimes. It's
3: a pretty important thing for you.
15: Yeah, I guess. Yeah, um,
3: if you're getting stoned at school, there's um, you're doing it. Yeah. Can you understand why they'd be concerned about it?
15: Well, yeah, it's it's he wants me to like have my grades up and everything. My grades aren't that bad, but um, I don't know. And he just I don't know. He's really serious about it. He was really mad when he found out
6: before. The use of, kind of, of marijuana can have significant effects. Mm-hmm.
3: Occasional mm-hmm. use cannot. <laughs> I ate an entire pumpkin pie this weekend. A smoking pie. Yeah, that'd be the uh, significant effect. Well, another regular. And use, a big one too, not the there, small. There one.
6: is ample evidence that it is toxic to the brain over long periods of exposure. Right. And you, especially at your age. So you, <laughs> and plus, it blunts your ability to develop emotionally and de- and develop the coping skills you will need to get through the challenges into adulthood. Plus, it will definitely impact on your cognitive function and memory function, and drop your grades. So, yeah, at, I at, that. At, so it's so at an important time. Yeah, so at an important time in your life. Uh, it, it is may have effects that will that will determine or, lec- or or reverberate through the rest of your life.
3: Yeah, I um, I, you know, I'm fairly liberal thinking about certain things like drugs, but I'd be kind of pissed off if my six-year-old was getting high at school. I just, uh, it's unnecessary at that age. When you get older, yeah, it's all right to get high every once in a while. It's all right to get drunk every once in a while. There's certain stresses in life that uh, you you need to unwind. uh, You need to cope with these things. Mm -hmm. It doesn't sound, sounds like you're coming from a pretty decent environment.
15: Well, yeah. I mean, I've had a pretty good childhood, but um, the problem now is that he doesn't want me, he says if he finds out that I do it at school or something, He's going to take away my car that I just got, that I'm paying for, by working. Mm. If I pay for half of it, I'll get it. And he says he'll take it away if he finds out that I've been smoking at school. Good. And he also threatened, I don't think he'll really do it, but he also threatened to send me to a different school or something if he finds out that I do it, you know, so that I won't help That
6: him. may not be a great idea, but the first idea, I, I know it's painful and I know it's uncool of me to say, but his first uh, line of action there is totally appropriate. And Maybe you may... Th- Thank him the rest of your life if he's able to intervene
3: effectively. Oh, you are Squaresville, Drew. I know. Please, are you kidding? I'm not going to let my kid drive until they're thirty. Again, every every kid I knew, I used to actually when I borrowed my dad's car, I would actually go out and jump it, and and so did all the other idiots, sixteen and seventeen year old guys I knew got had a car. I mean, uh, their their idea of a good time is like you know shutting off the lights and going down Mulholland at sixty, oh. and it was just a total insanity. I, I I can't imagine. Didn't you do any of that crap, Drew? Yeah. You didn't do any, like, weird hot riding? No,
6: I can remember riding in the back of a pickup truck once, going real fast. And if, if, I mean, if, if my kids were ever to do that, my, I would die.
3: Oh, I, I rode in the back of a mini pickup truck uh, from... In fact, no, it was in like, a, like a 60 like Canan, L Ranch uh, over From, like, Canaan Road on Mulholland over to Laurel Canyon with a guy who was just... Uh, sliding out on every corner, just sliding around the back of the truck. Just uh, yeah, sure. The thing just flip over and go over the side, and uh, you'd be in a coma for the rest. Of you. You'd be like a you know have the mentality of a, a three year old the rest of your life. Oh, all that crap. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna am uh, gonna actually have my kid wear a helmet
6: <laughs> all the time.
3: All the just time, sewn on, sutured on. Yeah, not, well, I'll suture the strap on. Oh, You'll okay. have to uh, eat through it to get it off. John? Yes. You're 29. What's going on?
14: Yeah, I, I just need some advice from the both of you on one mm. subject. My girlfriend has been exhibiting um, high emotions, both...
3: Mm, boy, I'm going both weirdo both. already. Huh? For him or her? Uh, both of them. Uh, what,
6: what kind of... You mean like broad ranges of feeling?
14: No, she exhibits from happiness to anger. The anger...
6: No, not broad system. ranges. from.
3: Well, yeah, no, hold on. <laughs> Try that. Let's do a quick love line reenactment there, Drew. Yeah, broad uh, well, range. Uh, let me uh, let me start. Um, my let uh, start with my uh, girlfriend exhibits uh, a, broad of, uh, no, a broad range of. No, I said broad ranges of behavior. Yes. No.
6: Of feelings. Broad ranges of feelings. Yes. No. No.
3: Yeah, but listen, Bonehead, you said uh, from happiness to uh, anger. Oh, Drew, you don't know how to do these recreations at all. I'm trying to
6: be accurate. That's not what I
3: said. Let me explain what these recreations need. They need some instinct, Drew. Some instinct on your part. All right, go. My girlfriend, she, she, she exhibits real broad ranges of emotions. Wide swings from very happy to very sad. No. Like, real broad ranges? Very angry to very sad. <laughs> no. <laughs> broad ranges. Like, from angry to more angry, or from happy to kind of happier. Please. All right. Uh, let me talk to John a little more. John? Yeah. Okay. So, um, broad ranges, like from... Well, give you give us the emotion, then.
14: Wh- okay. One, one minute she's happy, she's... All right. You know, off off the wall, ecstatic.
3: hmm And then the five next minutes, minute, yeah. five
14: minutes later, she'll be anger, angry, almost to the point of violence.
3: Oh, so that's from happy to angry.
6: How long have you known yeah. her for? Mm-hmm. Seven months. Seven months. And does she have any psychiatric illness in her family? Uh, no. You know that for a fact.
14: Yeah, because I I've talked to her father and mother right. on the subject.
6: Does she do drugs? No. You're sure. Positive. Did she ever do
3: them? No. How long have you guys been together? Seven months. Mm-hmm. What do you do for a living?
14: I'm a cashier.
3: And uh, is everything going all right for you besides this?
14: Um, the last few months, yeah.
3: Oh, okay. How about before that?
14: Uh, about ten years ago, I've had two nervous breakdowns.
6: Okay, mm. so, so you're on medication yourself?
14: Uh, no, I've been off of it for the last three years.
6: Okay, but you understand, you've seen mood fluctuations like this maybe in people that you've been treated around or seen at hospitals, that kind of thing, right? right. Okay. So you, why, have...
3: why, you had a nervous breakdown when you were 19? Yeah. What happened? Uh, that
14: was due to the military.
3: Wow. Really? They're riding on you too hard or something?
14: Mm, no, they kept me isolated for like 22 hours a day for five weeks, and um, I've had a lot of personal problems in that time era as well, too. Uh,
3: uh, why'd they keep you isolated?
14: Well, it's part of their duty. I don't know what... It's really weird. You have to know. You have to be in the military to know to understand what I, what went through.
3: You were in the army. Navy. What detail were you on?
14: Uh, mess duty.
3: Oh, yeah, cleaning up everyone's mess. Yeah, um, doing, no, dishes. <laughs> no, doing, uh, doing dishes. No, doing doing dishes. Yeah, stuck in a little room. All right, that sucks. But that's not you know. It's not as though they uh, nailed you into a crate and uh, no, they just no. asked you to do what they asked other people to do, and it sucked. Well Right? I, right? Uh, right. Right. But okay.
14: I've also at that time I had my father die and all.
3: Right. Okay.
14: Right. Okay. right.
3: Well
6: get her to some help. I mean if if she you know, you, you Well, need.
14: if I try to bring it up, she gets angry and violent. Anyone who tries to bring it
3: up mm-hmm. to her and violent.
6: Right. She won't do it.
3: That's her saying she's going to kick Drew's ass. And Paige just went off. One of the things you can do is uh, maybe try to get into some couples work. And that's something sometimes mm. you're
6: able to get people into a safe environment that
3: way. I don't know. Uh, listen, I, I think that may be a deal breaker. Boy, there's a lot more here, John, uh, than meets the ear. Oh, yeah. And um, I got a weird vibe off of John. Immediately oh, sure. with John's trying to work things out, God bless him. But anyone you say to, uh, listen, I, I think you need some help uh, because of your um, your outbursts and they get violent. Uh, uh, not a good thing. No, not good. No. Uh, kind of a deal breaker. Here would, here would be my relationship thing. I'm willing to date a nutball, but if you're so effing nutty that you can't say to the person, hey, you're a little out of control. If they get out of control because you accuse them of being out of control, then that's not workable. Right. It's like um, it's like the kids they actually have to take out of schools and incarcerate because they're actually dangerous to their teachers. They cannot be disciplined. Okay. Yes. All right. We'll be back.
4: Oh. Love Line will be right back.
1: Love Line will be right back after we kill the singer. Oh no! Go ahead. Sorry.
3: Hey, guy, you
1: know that you want to be the guy that all your buds want to be. Oh, man, I want to party with him. Yeah,
3: that guy. Well, then here's how you do it. Just listen to these two shows every week. The Art of
7: Charm. We talk about how to create confidence, how to get people to like and trust you, productivity, time management,
0: biohacking, and more. And The Chive.
6: You never know who's going to drop by the studio, and you certainly never know what we're going to say to them. Download new episodes of The Chive and The Art of Charm every week at
1: podcast1.com. It's a guy
7: thing, all right?
1: Be that guy.
14: Everybody, this is Ark from Everclear, and you're listening to Love Line with Adam Carolla and Dr. Drew.
3: All right, get that pie going, Brian. Oh, it Brian's been standing around for an hour and a half. Didn't bring out, break out the pie. I have, uh, didn't hear about the pie, Engineer Mike. Brian has uh, come here. I met him at the Microbrew front. <laughs> he's uh, he's curious why I didn't remember. Uh, uh, 110 degrees, uh, I had an empty stomach and, uh, like, uh, the beers of the world oh, in me. Oh, you missed that one, Drew. Uh. But, uh, anyways, about two weeks ago, and I guess I met him, and I was uh, probably loaded and told him to, um, well, listen, I'm not an alcoholic, but, hell, if you're going to go to a microbrew fest, please. And uh, I told him he wanted to interview you, right, Mike? What's he looking for?
14: Well, a job? I don't
3: know. He wants to, wants to uh, look into engineering? Well, if you're going to interview an engineer, you might as well start with the best and work your way down. I would yeah, but aside right. from that. And when you say <laughs> down, do you mean to other engineers or just down your belly to your uh, to your penis? No, I mean down to other engineers. I see. Okay. Well, the man came uh, bearing gifts, and uh, this should be new Loveline policy. When you come in here and you're a guest in the Loveline home, you bring pie. <laughs> This bastard, and, and none of that cheap stuff, either. He brings two Marie Callender pies and um, a quart of haagen Oh. I, I, so I'd like to date this guy and whipped cream. This is, uh, boy, I, you can really measure a man by the pie that he carries. Pie keeps. The pie he keeps. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a modification on, uh, on the uh, adage. All right. Uh, oh boy, that pumpkin pie looks good. Want, eh, let me have a little taste of that, true. Yeah. Because I, I was eating. Uh, you know, I only ate three quarters I of got this a. That's cold. Uh, I was
6: just complaining about. You know.
3: Oh really? Yeah, I don't care. Mmm. <laughs> oh.
6: That
3: good. Oh. Larry. Yeah. You're 20. What's going on?
7: Um.
3: Oh, that is just so goddamn good.
2: Where's
7: God, is? is that Where's good?
3: Is? I went for the. Uh, I would have normally gone with the pumpkin, but I went with the uh, Alamode boysenberry.
6: Let's take it so long.
3: I don't know what's going on. Mike, go find out what's going on by the microwave there. Yeah, that's good, Brian. (laughs) Bring it on in. That's my boy. There we go. All right. Uh, What's going on with you, Larry?
7: Um, Well, it actually happened about a week ago, almost to the hour at this time of night, anyway. But it's just, I don't know if you could have really, what the questions Hold on a second. Step
3: right in. Don't uh, don't worry about being quiet. Oh, that's beautiful. Okay, go ahead.
7: What are, I'm wondering what the classifications are on, you know, with rape when a girl rapes a guy.
6: Hmm. What happens?
7: Mm. Um, well, when it comes down to when I'm in a relationship, I like to make the, I'm always out to make the other person happy. And we'd been out, just out doing things for the better part of the evening. And um, she, we went over to a friend's apartment.
3: All right. Had you slept in there before?
7: No, we had only been dating about three weeks. And, and what
6: happened leads you to think this was rape? Hmm? In what sense was this rape? Hey,
3: listen, jackass, why was it rape?
7: Well I was I'm just asking, you know, like what is it exactly? You
3: made me spit pie on the microphone.
7: <laughs>
3: <laughs> no.
7: I'm trying to figure out what the how it could really be classified when a girl rapes a guy because, you know, the basically as far as I'm concerned, the guy has to be ready and willing, but
3: Alright, what did, did did she do something to you?
7: How do you mean that?
3: All right. Larry? Yeah. I've uh deemed you too combative. To hold a conversation with, so I'm going to put you on hold. i let you think about your uh, the last few minutes we've spent on the air together, and we'll go back to Larry in a few minutes and see if he's adjusted himself. Oh, these people—they—they uh, they, uh, answer questions with more questions. He, he, he's he's calling up it's one. Evasive. It's called evasive. It's like a he's like Elusive. a you know an Ehrlichman on the stand or something. Oh, for Christ's sake. Man, He's lucky I got this pie in front of me. because I'm really in a good mood.
6: Making people puke, so go easy on that.
3: All right. Well, you handled Veronica's name. Right, Veronica, 19, what's then.
6: going on? Veronica. Hi. Hi. What's up?
8: Um, I've got this problem. Um, you see, I've masturbate since I've been 12 years old, and I'm starting to notice that my period is beginning to become unbalanced for the, like the last six years or so. Why do
6: you associate that with masturbation in any way?
8: What? Why is that? Why? Um, I... I
6: she, she got, she got there. there. All right. She got You're there. You're
3: lucky I got this pie.
6: Drew, tell her what I did. He was running for the micro for the telephone to, to hang up on you. But, uh... uh why, let us ask the question again and give you a chance to take a beat. Why do you associate irregular periods with masturbation? What on earth um, led you to make when that conclusion? I was
8: conclusion? younger... I noticed that when I started to masturbate that my period got off balance and then my discharge began to smell very strange.
6: Are you putting anything inside of yourself?
8: Mm, Just my fingers.
6: Okay. Um, Neither has anything to do with anything. Those are all unrelated phenomena probably. Have you been sexually active ever? Uh, Yes. And when was that?
8: Mm, Like, do you mean recently or...
6: Well, was it in? For instance, was it associated with your initial uh, bad smell?
8: No. After I had sex, I was perfectly fine. Okay. I and had no problems.
6: And you said you noticed something recently?
8: Yeah, recently I've noticed that my discharges began to smell very strange.
3: Okay. And were you with a new partner? Hold on. I find this conversation <laughs> offensive, Drew. I'm trying to eat some pie it's here. Not as bad as the chewing noises you were making. It's just, just. Hanging there. Okay. Um, I just yeah. realized that about uh, two minutes ago that we're getting pretty knee-deep into discharge when I'm, I'm eating something. You were, you you, I thought you were well, lost in your pie, your, your pie fantasy. Yeah. I'm surprised you even heard we were talking about. And you know, I really hate when the show interferes with my pie time. <laughs>
6: <laughs> but Listen, Veronica, uh, did the uh, malodor, the bad odor again begin after a new sexual encounter?
8: Um, no, I've been with the same person for like... Hmm the last three years. Where or, were your fingers before
6: this? Uh, no, 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 no. Are you using condoms?
8: Uh, yes, we are. Every time?
6: Mm-hmm. Huh. There, there's something called trichomonas and there's a gardenerella. These are things that can typically cause bad odors. They are common sexually transmitted diseases that don't have any real consequences. That they don't lead to anything else. Mm-hmm. But a, a bad smell, strange discharge is typically an infection. And if you have no risks for other types of infections like gonorrhea or chlamydia, mm-hmm. it's typically a vaginitis, and it can be treated very easily. You gotta see a doctor. If you're sexually active, you be, should be seeing a doctor anyway, right? Yes, I do. Okay. Do they, you ever tell them about this? Yes, I have. And what did they say?
8: Um, they said, they said give it a couple weeks, and then if it doesn't change, then come see us again. And nothing happened, and then all of a sudden recently it started happening again.
6: I mean, it, got, it went away and then came back. Yes. Did you tell Did him about be, the masturbation part? Yeah,
8: yeah m- he said that that's normal.
6: Yeah, the masturbation has nothing to do with this. Yeah. Nothing. Okay. Mm-hmm. I was just curious if she was volunteering that. Uh, to the, yeah, right. That's, you're quite open, Veronica. That's good. Yeah. Uh, but I would suggest you cons- get another pap smear, get a culture done, and you probably will get a vaginal cream that will take care of this. And uh, don't worry about it. Doesn't be. certainly has nothing to do with the masturbation. That's normal and healthy and fine. All
3: right. <laughs> I'm going to see if I can uh, finish this pie before we get into the lesions. I think you're going to have a whole other... You're going to eat the whole pie. Mm, I'm going to go for a piece of pumpkin after this. Okay. Okay. We'll be back.
9: All of my most sensitive areas were inflamed. Really? Really?
1: Love line will be right back to deal with inflamed sensitive areas.
3: This is Kelly from the Sneaker Pimps, and you're listening to Love Line with Adam Corella and Doctor Drew. Yes. She's so darling, that little Kelly from the Sneaker Pimps. She was the only one left that night. Yeah.
6: Oh, is that good pie? Are you done serenading us?
3: We'll, we'll see. There's still that, pie to go.
6: That, that that sound you were making <clears throat> is so obnoxious. Did you hear that? I mean, it got you, went away, and then came back. Yeah, the masturbation has nothing to do with this. Nothing.
3: Oh, please. Is, is that, that's what it sounded <laughs> like. It can't sound like that. That's what, that's what it was. <laughs> oh, please. That is disgusting. Yes. Yeah. All right,
2: well. I we mean, all it all got you, went away, too. and then
6: came back. Yeah, the masturbation has nothing to do with it. Where's the uh, Where's the queefs that But are I would suggest in? you can get another Pap smear and get a culture done, and you probably will get a vaginal cream to take care of this. And uh, don't worry about it. No sec-
3: <laughs> I can't sound like that.
6: That's what
3: it was. There's I some was sort of a Listen computer enhancement we, going on don't back there. We want
5: you to hear it. We endure.
3: Oh, please. when you just shout out. Don't on that. come on. Don't All do right, it again. again. All right. Well, here, please, that's enough. Oh, call, Jesus right? Christ. Nick. Nick. Hello? You're 17. Yeah. What's going on over there?
12: Um, I'm just, I've been with this girl for three months. Like, I've known her for close to a year, but we've been dating and dating other people. Uh-huh. I spent the night at her house last night, and she said that she loved me. You know, it's like, I'm headed off to the Army, and I feel the same way about her. And I am just don't know what to do.
3: Mm. You love her, she loves you, yet you both date other people?
12: Yeah.
6: Is this some kind of attempt to keep you from leaving?
12: I don't know.
6: Why do you date other people if you guys are so in love with each other?
12: Um, because we've both been in relationships, and every time we, like, close off a relationship, instead of leaving it open, uh, we end up getting hurt. Either one of us, we sat down and talked a lot.
6: Mmm... yeah this is the same old problem
3: too clingy and then fearing intimacy that's it nick you're going into the service though right yeah she's not going to stop you from doing that
12: uh she's tried
3: Uh, by by telling you this
12: well there was this and then there was the she got a hold of my enlistment papers and hid them from me for a couple of weeks I got him
6: back though. Uh huh. Yeah. All right. So to reiterate, she is not even though she's tried crazy things, she is not going to stop you from going in the army, no. right? All right. So that's reality. Yeah, that's it. You'll be shipped you're away going to the somewhere. army, and you're both going to figure out how to deal with it. And it's, uh, sometimes, no, yeah, you
3: guys will break up.
6: Yeah, you'll break up probably. But th- I mean, at seventeen, you got to expect that. I mean, these relationships don't. and th- You guys have both had trouble relationships, and uh, it's interesting how. They decide they want to commit themselves when it can't possibly happen. And that may be the only reason that she feels comfortable sort of going for it right now is that she knows it's it's not really going to
3: happen. Uh, if you yeah. guys
6: actually were to have an intimacy, she probably would reject it or sabotage it. And uh, you would have a lot of regrets for not doing what you think is the right thing for you to do at this point in time, which is
3: to go on to your Army commitment. You know, I was just thinking about the Army. Think about how different things are today. Remember uh, end of World War II, all the women... All those war brides uh, waiting. Yeah. All waiting for their men to come home. Right. And all the uh, Times Square pandemonium. Right. I don't know about that today. Oh, no. I think they'd all be uh, uh, experimenting with lesbian sex on each other while their uh, men were uh, abroad fighting. Uh. It seems like a little different time. Well, you can't really
6: say that today's population wouldn't come around in some kind of way to support... A meaningful cause, if that's what
3: happened. Yeah, but I don't know if all those women would be waiting, to, you know, uh, World War II. We are involved with that for mm, four or five years, you yeah. know. Yeah. Mm, I don't know. Yeah. All right. Jeremy.
16: Hi. Um, You're um,
3: 13, you little bugger.
16: Yeah. Um, well, see, my girlfriend, she doesn't like me. Well, I, from what I hear, she doesn't like me, and she says that, that we'd be better off friends. I really like her, and uh, I've most. been going out there for seven and a half months. Uh,
6: when you're go going out at your age, what does that mean exactly now?
16: Um, like, uh, I don't know.
6: And where do you go? Uh,
16: like, to the movies and stuff.
6: And do, do you have little parties and things where you guys get together? Not out? really. No. It's just
16: like sometimes like her mom will invite me over for dinner. Okay. And, um,
3: do you guys do any swinging at all?
16: What?
3: you swing? What is that? i don't understand the question even. you know uh you don't swing Terrell. i guess not you and susan don't swing that's uh, uh mm. Not you don't know what this swingers uh scene is i i no. you don't from <laughs> the 70s like that kind of you're mean? not hip to the swingers the couples that swing. That's an old term, right, for couples that trade off and mm, stuff? You know, the swingers' clubs and okay, stuff. Right. I don't think that stuff exists anymore, does it? Well, there was the swinger, which was the sort of hip 70s guy with the um, medallion. Right. But nowadays, uh, swingers' clubs are, well, maybe that's <laughs> its a dance move. But the swingers are couples uh, that... Well, uh, that movie... What? All right, I listen, I didn't want to get into it. I was just Jeremy, making a joke. Jeremy, but Naturally, Drew, I had no idea what I was talking naturally. about. Uh, Jeremy. See, asking a 13-year-old couple if they swing is bizarre. See, that's a joke. That would make it funny. Okay. But you, you uh, since uh, you're only 39 and you don't know about swingers. <laughs> All right, so sorry, Jeremy. So, Jeremy, when did she tell uh, you this?
16: Like, yesterday.
3: That she'd rather be friends.
16: Yeah, well...
6: Is she seeing somebody else now?
16: No, she's just, like, she's, like, wondering. Like, we're not sure.
6: Did you think you'd always be with her? Kind of. Yeah. No. Oh, uh,
3: 13. Uh,
16: Cause like I'm her first boyfriend, but I've seen people before.
3: Yeah, seven and a half months is an uh, eternity. Yeah. That's a that's almost a whole school year.
16: Because yeah. it's,
3: it's Like, oh man, seven and a half months. Yeah, it's like two thirds of your life. Well, Adam, give
6: the give him the
3: wisdom.
16: Because like I, cause she, right. she wants to be friends. What is wrong? No. They want to be friends. Oh.
3: Yeah. Explain Everybody to wants you. to be friends.
16: But I don't know if I could like take it. You
3: know? No, she doesn't really want to be friends. She, just, she, just she wants to, want to be not be your girlfriend and thinks the next step down is being a friend, so she wants to downgrade herself to that. But women and men know. No chance in hell they're going to become friends with the person. Women can kind of do that. They're a lot more flexible than men. Uh, yeah, but they sometimes. know the person isn't going to accept that, and well, they know it going to Basically, they're that. just
6: trying to prevent the pain of the breakup, which, right. or hurting the other
3: person, which is something that usually cannot be avoided. You didn't have any sex, did you, Jeremy? No. 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 She says like... Well, I'm just saying that... That, yeah, that would make it a different situation. Either way, it's a spear going through the heart. Um, when you have sex, it's a barbed spear going through the heart. At least this is easier to pull out.
2: Yeah. Well, she's
3: Sure you're following that, in that one? Yeah. yeah. Okay.
16: She says like that um She said that we're like friends, you know, mm-hmm. like as it is. Uh-huh. Just everybody says that we're going out.
3: And, no passion. Yeah. Uh, Do you guys make out and stuff? Yeah. Okay. Jeremy get away.
6: That's it. You got to get away from her. She, she's really for whatever reason, doesn't feel the same way. But here's the good news: don't punish yourself by trying to cling to this. Uh, you have had and will have other girlfriends,
3: and you get to get over this uh, situation in your life early. Yeah, I was just thinking that too. Th- this early, I, I was like, I was nineteen or twenty yeah. and screwed.
6: Yeah, you're sort and, of having your first love experience, oh, now, which without sex, which makes it that much
3: less intense. Oh, it, listen, it's, it's really it, it's 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 like. It's really the di- difference between having uh, chicken pox as a uh, child and as an adult. Yes, that's same right. disease, uh, just uh, that, but, a, but a, it'll it kill you yeah. when yeah. you're an adult. Yes. As a kid, it's uh, you're unhappy, it's yes. uncomfortable, a couple of a couple of rough weeks. Yes, but as an adult, it can be very dangerous. I'm surprised you knew that.
6: True. You're always how you always surprised. How can I be Sir the Adam. How can I be the dumb one of this show? Let's keep going.
3: Is that possible? I, I, I should learn more. I should know better than to try to give you a compliment. Let me tell you the move. Oh, after I kiss your ass constantly. Let me tell you the move I did this weekend. Uh, my buddy Jimmy. Uh, we like to break wind in each other's presence a lot, and there's a lot of uh, scooping methods and, you know, a lot of uh, farting upon each other that goes on. Yes. Came up with the ultimate. He's over at my house uh, on Friday night. I, uh, I'm making a pot of coffee. I got the, uh, tall Trader Joe's canister of coffee, the bean coffee. (laughs) This is so diabolical. All right, listen to this. So, it's the bean can, and I'm dumping it into the grinder, and I'm making the thing. And, uh, he's not having any coffee, but I feel a big one coming on. So, as I'm putting the thing away, (laughs) I put the... Opened a canister of uh, coffee bean. There's about two inches of coffee bean at the bottom and about six inches of uh, empty canister there. Up against the rear end. And uh, let one go into the can. And then I tell (laughs) Then I say, have your... Smell this fresh roasted aroma. (laughs) Put the can right up (laughs) (laughs) to... I'm telling you, it was diabolical. Oh. I really I I've not amused myself uh that much since um uh, since the Vegas trip in 89 uh, where I let farts all all the way all the way to town. Oh, true, that was diabolical. I really <laughs> wish you could have been there. Genius. This,
6: this, by the way, the fact that you and I can both appreciate this <laughs> is the effects of testosterone over several decades.
3: Genius. Tony.
1: Yeah.
3: What's going on? You're 23.
1: How you doing? Good. Yeah, um I had a little bit of a question. I, Like I said, I'm 23 years old. <coughs> I've had three major relationships in my life, one which started when I was 13.
3: You ever broke wind into a coffee can?
1: Oh, hell yeah. My brothers used to do that to me all the time.
3: Oh, really? The coffee? Jeez, I thought I was pioneering this. <laughs> all right, so anyway. Remember done in a radio studio? Adam? Oh, did That's I break that? wind? Oh, is that what reminded me of it? Yeah. Usually, when someone starts talking about farting, it's because they farted. <laughs> <laughs> i got to remember that. <laughs> That's what happened, I huh?
1: First, I dealt it first.
3: All right, uh, all right Tony. <laughs> it's gone. <laughs> <laughs> having a good time over there.
1: No, anyways, um, uh. my brother informed me of your guys' radio station tonight. And, like I said, I was 23 years old. <laughs> um, I've had three major relationships in my life. One of them started when I um, was 13 years old. She was 18.
2: And oh,
6: boy.
1: She was my first love, my first um, experience sexually with, and um, I married her. And
6: how old were you when you married her?
1: Uh, I we, we stayed together from... I was 13.
6: When, when was you... Mad. How old were you when you married back.
1: her? When I married her? Yes. 18. Okay. I waited till I was 18. All right. Then we got married, and six months after we got married, it seemed like our relationship crashed. And after that... I had two other women, which I was very much involved with. um, Yeah. That.
3: well, what's your question?
1: Well, my question is, I've had three children by these three different women.
3: Oh, boy. And Mm.
1: each one of these women, when I look back on them now, have been, um, well, what I call hoochie hoes, you know, hoochie mamas. They're nothing but sexually active women.
6: Well, they're disturbed in some way, and uh, somehow you provide the
3: vehicle for them to act out their problems. Um, well, it's all about the kids now. Uh, it's it's just uh, you got three. He well, probably doesn't have a relationship with the different kids, though.
6: Three different families. Can you imagine that?
3: Oh, I, I um, see, in in my world, in my utopia, Tony would be rendered. He. he Tony's penis would be uh, suspended, like a guy's license, license was yeah. suspended. It's like, uh, listen, uh, two hit-and-run accidents and three DUIs in the last four years. Yeah. Uh, sorry, buddy. We're lifting it. You're walking. Yeah. That's it. It's a privilege. You screwed yourself. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah, so Tony just uh, spread his seed all over the land. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. We, uh, we got to go to break, I guess. Is that what that uh, yeah.
4: calls? Yeah.
6: yeah. we, we hold put Tony in a hole and get back <clears> to <throat> tomorrow night. All right. Yeah.
4: Meanwhile, as the faceless evil closes in on the hapless, sleeping populace, across town in a shanty one-bedroom, an old woman feeds her parakeet.
2: Come on, Kirby, have some cheese. You love cheese. Since when are you afraid of cheese?
4: Loveline will be right back.
3: All right. Well, we're uh, just about out of time. As a matter of fact, we're out of time. Oh boy.
6: That just—that's just disgusting. I mean, it
3: got it went away and then came back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the masturbation <laughs> has nothing
6: to do with it. What is the nothing. air
3: escaping? But I would suggest those are your lips smacking. Well, I have a deviated septum and I can't breathe through my nose, so I have to eat with my mouth open, and people people complain quite a bit because I I, because make I can't breathe. Noises like that. So. All right, let's get out of here. Tony right. will pick up with tomorrow if, night. It, well, let's just say I was confined to a wheelchair. Would you make fun of that disability too? If were you, yeah.
6: Okay. Uh, Tony will pick up with uh, with tomorrow night if he hopefully
3: will. Uh, all right, I want to thank the beautiful Anne, the beautiful Lisa, and the beautiful Sherry, and of course the homely one, Engineer Mike. So until next time, this is am for Dr. Drew, saying mahalo.
4: This has been Loveline. The opinions expressed herein are certainly opinions, that's for sure. If you'd like a written transcript of today's program, you probably should have written it down yourself. And if you did, we'd like a copy. Loveline producer, Ann Wilkins.
1: This broadcast was copyright 1997, Westwood One Entertainment. This music is MXBX on Tooth &
4: Nail Records. Sit, boo, stop dragging your butt across the carpet. <laughs>
2: This concludes another podcast1.com program.